Hello, 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 everyone. Yes. Welcome to the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show. I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford, where I help organizations to reduce their stress and burnout through self-care workshops. And I have the honor and privilege of having the show where I get to highlight all my physician colleagues and friends from all over the world who are doing amazing things inside and outside of clinical medicine. All right. So today I have a friend of mine now. You know, the two of us had this conversation like a couple months ago. I think we were on the phone for hours, yeah, hours, yeah. hours. It was just, we just really connected. And I could not wait to get her on the show so I can share her with y'all. Now, I know some of you are going to be like, okay, I might not be able to get all of the conversation, but that's okay. Because you can always just go to our yourcaringdocs.com website, hit podcast, and then you'll see her beautiful face. Aww. Just click listen here and you'll be able to get the rest of this conversation. If you're a doctor, and you're like, I want to jump on the show too. Okay, I welcome you. Just send me an email at drbeckford at yourcaringdocs.com to book, and then we will get you on. Keep in mind, we are booked out three months in advance. Now, hear ye, hear ye, before we truly start the show today, I do want to let you know, if you are a physician entrepreneur, we are having a webinar tonight for physician entrepreneur to help you to accelerate that no the next yeah. six months. Yes, the next six months, we're almost at that half year mark, right? So now we know how it is. You have your goals set. If you aren't able to hit those goals, that's okay. We want to help you to achieve those revenue goals for the next six months. I will put the link in the comment for a webinar that we are having tonight to help you do just that. All righty. Well, back to the regularly scheduled program. All righty. So my fun guest tonight or today depending on where you are watching this she is a graduate of brown university medical school she did a residency at brooklyn hospital pediatric residency program yes and she is the ceo and co-founder of next level career consultant where she helps physicians take their career to where the next level. Next Alrighty. Level. <laughs> she is a pediatrician and she's taking care of all our wonderful little babies and kids in the New York area. I'm talking about the one and only Dr. Kimberly Matthews. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for stopping by the show. And I know that, you know, today's show is really about we're smiling and everything, but there are a lot of us who have gone through periods in our lives where we have had grief. And, you know, you are going to really be able to, to just dive into the story and you're going to really take us there as to how you not only went through grief, but you combated it. And then you found your life's purpose through yeah. the dark period, you yes. know? So I'm really excited to have you. Thank now, before we get into that part of the life, let's talk about medicine. And what made you decide to go in in the first place? So tell yes. us about that story. Yes, yes. So um, my mother was in healthcare. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. she did not become a doctor, although she always wanted to. You know, mm -hmm. she was pregnant, had uh, got married, but she was always involved in healthcare. Um, and I always want I want to be just like her, right? Yeah. So I feel like that was my first sort of you know thing that I saw, like, oh, I, I really can do this. Then, mm -hmm. you know, just understanding disease processes and just, you know, really wanting to learn more, mm -hmm. um, I started developing a passion. Um, I went into PEDS specifically because I had asthma growing up, you know, mm -hmm. really bad asthma. I actually still have it today. 
better mm-hmm. managed, thankfully. Um, so I was just always around these really caring physicians, you know, in the hospital when I was admitted and the nurses. And I was like, wow, like there's, they're amazing. Yes. With a smile, always welcoming, just, you know, you never even realize that you're sick sometimes when you're in the hospital unit. Mm. Um, and so that's why I said, you know what, this is for me. That's where I'm going. <laughs> that's where I'm going. Oh, you know, that is some, so profound. You said that yeah. when you get such exceptional care yes. and you're in a hospital, you don't even realize, like as a kid, you didn't even realize you were sick because everyone was just so positive around you. They were so caring yeah. and they really attended to your needs that you're there like, okay, I'm around these nice people and not realizing that exactly. you're sick. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. I can't breathe. <laughs> yes, I can't breathe, but I really like these nice people. I love it. I loved it. Yeah, they were amazing. So I always knew. And, and for a moment in time, I actually mm-hmm. considered OB. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, this might be kind of fun when I was in med school. And then, you know, the smells and all these things. I said, no, back to me. <laughs> I I love it. It's so interesting that there are a lot of people who in medicine, you know, when they enter into medical school, like you said, some people enter and in their minds are like, all right, this is what I am doing. And that's it. I'm not passing. I'm not collecting $200. I'm not changing my mind. This is it. And then there are some who come in exploring, you know, they said, okay, I will just see where this leads me, you know, wherever my heart gets pulled to. And then you have some that's like, you know what? I think I want to try this. And then they tried and they're like, nope, not at all. I knew that this is what I wanted. So you went to touch to the other side of the OBGYN and then you realize, nope, I actually want to be able to, after they get the babies, they hand it off to me. And that's where my life, that's (laughs) everything in me. That's when I come alive. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Love, love, love that. All righty. So now, you know, you're there. And during the time of, um, your journey in medicine, med school, or even training, you know, you had this period where you heard these devastating news. Yes. So tell us, you know, what went oh. on during that time. Yes, yes. Um, wow. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my mother was diagnosed with cancer, uh, mm-hmm. my third year of medical school. And, you know, she, it's funny because she was so healthy. Like my friends always used to joke, like whenever we came over, she was always eating fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the diagnosis was just shocking. A we shocker. had no idea. We thought she was just going in for a cough um, and mm-hmm. ended up being, you know, lung cancer. Never smoked a day in her life. Um, so, you know, dealing with that news and, you know, all the things that come with it, it was very, very difficult. So, um, you know, ultimately I went into residency and still, you know, dealing with her, you know, going to Memorial Sloan and dealing with all of the uh, cancer, you know, that comes along with it mm-hmm. and having to also navigate my life. Um, yeah. There's to help you, right? Mm-hmm. They're really asking, are you okay when you're in residency? Like you're trying to keep patients alive. That is your focus. That is your focus. That yeah. and you're trying to learn because, you know, this is a limited time. And mm-hmm. after that limited time, you're out in the world. Exactly, exactly. Um, but, you know, the, we're going through so much as mm-hmm. residents. There's so many things that people don't realize. And patients, this is not their business, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would go home and I would just be in tears. And even some of my closest family members didn't know, you know, the toll of this mm-hmm. diagnosis and everything that I was going through. 
Um, so ultimately, you know, she did end up passing mm -hmm. when I was in residency mm -hmm. um, in 2015. Mm -hmm. And again, in residency, you know, your attendings are there to make sure that you pass your exams and that you're getting the best education and, yes, you know, and learning that you can. Yeah. So I had no one, you know, depressed, alone, you know, grieving, not knowing how to grieve. Um, it was just a really dark and difficult time. And mm -hmm. then a couple months later, my brother, who was also healthy at the time, ended up um, in a coma out of nowhere. Mm. And was in a vegetative state and then ultimately passed. So, oh, wow. So in a short period of time, yes. you lost two loved ones. Yes. They're very close. Love yes. A family of five now just, you know, down to three. To and three. Out of and then and the thing about it is that in both it's hard whenever you have a loved one who is sick. Yes. It's even harder when it's a sudden change. Exactly. You know, as you mentioned, mom was very healthy, was you know, known to be healthy. So it's not that you would look at this and say, well, you know, there are risk factors, blah, 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 exactly. because mom was very healthy. And then your brother, it's a sudden state of just, so two just very traumatic, emotionally mm -hmm. traumatic states yes. in yes. short periods of time. In short, yes, exactly. Um, and again, no one, no one tells you how to grieve. No one really is there to help you. Mm -hmm. And I was like crying out really for help. Um, and mm -hmm. I spoke to an attending and it's, she was like, you know, as sympathetic as she could be, but we don't have any resources. We, we can't help, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just continue to battle on and get through it. I graduated residency, you know, thank God. Mm -hmm. And I went straight into private practice, you know, thinking that- oh, Still haven't grieved, still yeah. haven't been able to process, still- And then what's gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're gonna become burnt out. So. Mm -hmm. I ultimately became extremely burnt out, very depressed behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized like, this is not for me. I, mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore, you know? And then that's when we sort of got into the next phase of my life, which is now this business that I'm excited about, that I'm very happy mm -hmm. about. Um, but it really did come from a very difficult from time. Yeah. So you're now in this dark, phase of your life. We'll call it the blue period. We're going to make okay, it like I artists. Like it. Thank you. Yeah, the blue the period. Like a Picasso. Okay. Yes. <laughs> thank you. So oh, you're in God. this blue period of your life. Yeah. And then from that, you are not just, woe is me, life is hard, nobody's here to help me. You start to create something yeah. to help others. Yeah. So where were you when it came to your mind? Like, you know what? I would love to be able to, and then realize, like, put together this wonderful program to help others. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. So, my, when my brother passed, mm -hmm. I had to, you know, I, I left the practice and my contract was up. We said, all right, enough. And I was able to really grieve and mourn and do everything that I needed to do. And like you said, that's the time that when you have like silence, right? Yeah. When beauty is really, you know, birth, right? Yeah. Um, and I had an amazing consultant through uh, one of the local uh, agencies that I was working with who 
we worked together for so many years because I ended up transitioning to locums. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. For mm -hmm. private practice to full-time locums, um, mm -hmm. and I've been doing that ever since. And my consultant, he became like family, you know? Mm -hmm. He was like my brother of a sort, you know? Mm -hmm. Like we were able to make money together, of course, but I was also able to, I realized that he was out there for my best interest at a time when I really needed um, someone. Mm. So we were always talking about maybe, you know, we should do this. This is something that would be great for, you know, attendings and residents and just everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and ultimately he left that really large company, uh, mm -hmm. company and I was still doing full-time locums. And we got on, he called me up one day and he, his name is Kevin Varela. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, doc, like, hey, and I'm like, hey, Kevin. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, you know, what we've been think what we've been talking about for so long, like I ended up leaving because I wanted to, I really believe in this. And I mm -hmm. wanted you to come on board. You know, I work with a ton of physicians, but I really want you to come on board to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I was honored, um, you know, and I share that passion as well, right? Mm -hmm. Really believing in it. And together. You know, this is really where we came up with the idea. Um, I have an amazingly supportive husband who is the third member of our team, mm -hmm. who um, has the finance, like the finance background, marketing operations, and, you know, he's on board with all that. So the three of us, you know, we created it, but again, out of, out of, a, out of the blue period, right? Yeah, <laughs> out of that blue period in the art history. Wow. Yeah. So now, you know, you're there. And you have literally moved on to the next level. So, you know, you're able to pull yourself out of this blue period of life and move on to now this next level. So tell us, what does Next Level Consultant do? Yes. Um, so we are, we, we want to be the one-stop shop mm -hmm. for everything that every physician needs, whether you're a resident or you're an attending whether you need a career change because we do job placement um, mm -hmm. or you just need some motivation to start a new entrepreneur endeavor because we do mm -hmm. physician entrepreneur coaching mm -hmm. um, or you need someone to look over your resume because you haven't updated it since med school. <laughs> <laughs> that happens too. <laughs> we have um, people on staff to do that. We have mm -hmm. lawyers and staff to go through your contract reviews because, you know, I don't know about others, but for me, when I was starting the private practice, my contract, oh, a mess, but my sister's a lawyer, so thank God for her. But <laughs> people may not have those resources, right? And they charge mm -hmm. so much. Um, so we do have legal counsel to review contracts as well. Uh, but like I said, we just want to be the one-stop shop for those needs. For those needs. Wow. Mm -hmm. So... While you were doing this period of um, locums, um, first time career outside of residency, you started to notice that there was a need, that there was a void in and kind of that needed to be filled where a lot of physicians um, coming out of med school, we're really, really good. Yeah. Actually, not just med school, residency. Yeah. We're excellent at that point. Mm -hmm. at medicine now everything else <laughs> kind of down the drain getting right. that job we're like hoping we could get right. that job you get excited you get that first job and then you're told like oh this is just a standard contract yes yes 
Yeah. It's a, you know, like being able to realize that one can negotiate. It's not something that's taught during training, medical school and residency teaches you how to be a doctor, everything else you got to figure it out. Yeah. So now you have recognized this void, you and your colleague, um, you know, recognize this void there and decided that, you know, it's not fair. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to be able to help those. So you're helping not just from when one is in, um, have graduated, you actually right. start to help them during the time they're in residency. Exactly. Because like me, you know, I could have avoided um, some loophole, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe not going into private practice. I mean, I still do outpatient medicine. I love, you know, outpatient medicine still, but maybe I could have done locum straight out of residency. I had no idea it even existed. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew about of, of course, you know, academic medicine and, you know, hospitalist medicine, but had no idea that there were alternatives really for this flexible work-life balance, which for me was very important from day one, you know. Mm -hmm. um, some of my ER, like, friends, you know, in uh, residency, they knew all about locum, so many, and you as well, you know, yeah. you sure know mm -hmm. about that. But yeah, in PEDS, we had no knowledge of any alternatives. So, yeah. Well, so, yeah. Wow. So now you're there, you know, we'll talk about bringing it back to the point of burnout. So how did burnout look for you? Like when you look back and you're like, man, I was burnt out. Like, what was it like? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it's so funny, right? Because it's like, oh, that period was just like, how did I even get through it? You know? But exactly. <laughs> It was, um, you know, it was, it was depression. It was depression, mm -hmm. I could admit, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's really running on fumes, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. um, burnout for me was staying busy. Always mm. busy. Um, and when you have a moment of silence, like, wait a minute, I should be doing something. Even though I'm running. Was there guilt associated with the Absolutely. moment of silence? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's guilt. You know, you worked so hard. Why mm -hmm. are you, why are you not charting or you know, reading this article or doing something, you know, medically related. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, burnout was just mixed with, of course, the grief and the depression as well. Mm -hmm. Really just nonstop running on fumes, exhaustion, not realizing, you know, that I probably need a little bit more sleep or, mm -hmm. you know, some self-care, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was all of that. Wow. So now when, you know, we've recognized that level <laughs> of burnout because of course this is a period and we knew we know that not only were you going through that but you're going through that during the period where you're you were having the grieving or you weren't even able to really truly process everything that you mentioned that was going on right. um so we usually learn from you know some of the challenges that we've had mm -hmm. so what are some of the things we'll start off with burnout since it mm -hmm. happened during that period what are some of the ways that you are able to recognize if you are seeping back in yeah. to that level again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think avoidance of certain tasks. Ah. Right? I think that's um, something important because sometimes when you're just running on fumes, you you just don't want to deal with certain things, right? But that's mm -hmm. really like um, 
there's some underlying issues going that we need to recognize and take advantage of. So avoiding the past for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And not being able to stop and again, self-care, bringing back the self-care again, you know, Mm -hmm. really being conscious now that you need some time to do things for yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. outside of your spouse or whoever's in your life or kids, but just for yourself. You Mm -hmm. know, I would say those are the two main things. I love it. Having a, a period of stillness is yeah. important. Wow. You know, if you're if you're avoiding this and you're constantly just staying busy, then the busyness is a term, and it's really another portion of avoiding some of what you need to get done. Yes, okay. you're using that busyness period to avoid yeah. your true tasks. Now, I know that um, there have been others, and you know there are others who have gone through grief, mm-hmm. and then there are some who are experiencing it right now and as with life the way how life is almost everyone will experience grief so what would you say is your advice knowing that you have combated it and you've um actually found your life's purpose through Mm -hmm. that blue period what would you say to anyone who's going through a blue period now that Mm -hmm. you know what these are some ways that i was able to come out maybe some of this might work for you Yes, absolutely. Um, I really feel it's important to be selfish <laughs> for that period mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have to say no to certain events, to certain people, mm-hmm. um, certain things, and having no guilt about that. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you have to keep yourself at the center of it all and step yeah. away. And you may not want to, but you have to. Um, I think that was really important for me. You know. Yeah. And, because I'm such a people pleaser, like it was a little yeah. bit difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, during that period, I, I really did have to step away. Um, and that was through therapy, which brings mm-hmm. me to the second thing that I think is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people, I am from Caribbean parents, they're very, mm-hmm. very grew up in all of it. So there's a stigma associated, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We have to step away from that stigma. And we have to realize that, you know, mental health, these experts are there to help us mm-hmm. to you know ensure our wellness so that we're better physicians that we're better people mm-hmm. and um for me that was you know paramount to how i how was it how i was able to get through that time and how i'm able to still stand here today wow so really being able to be selfish in that you're going to need to keep yourself as the center of all the needs that you need the wants that you want that you need during that period of time. And as you mentioned, like, you know, as a people pleaser, which a lot of us have that personality, it's just not natural for us to just say like, no, but no becomes a full sentence. I love that, yes. In that period. Wow, and then getting the help that you need and not being afraid. And as you also alluded to, there's a stigma that's associated with therapy. There's a cultural stigma. I'm West Indian too, so you know, you need you need doctor for that. (laughs) And it's like, yes, (laughs) yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, And like you said, they're trained. And they're trained in, in helping you process. And it, it's as if, just as like anything, if you broke your arm, you know. Exactly. Thank God for you. Yeah. <laughs> we go to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the same applies when the mind is starting to become broken like you need those who can help to heal so that you can be able to process and move along exactly i love it love it love it so all righty I'm about to enter into my fun question <laughs> of the day. Yes. Alrighty. So now, Dr. Matthews, and you know, I gotta go ahead. I I have to like go back. This is the part when I go back through our conversation and I start snatching things out that you can't use as an answer. <laughs> so, okay. so here we go. If you weren't a doctor uh-huh. or a career counselor, this oh, okay. CEO of, of a career counseling, um, and you weren't Miss Wills traveler. Ooh, okay, <laughs> I, I, okay, okay. If you need a tequila, you can use that. You can use that as okay. an attachment. Okay, but what would you be? <laughs> oh yes, um, definitely a preschool teacher. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I love it. You know, in peds, my favorite patient population are the little ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like four or five. And um, adolescents. You and know? adolescents. Love all my patients, of course. I love peds, but two favorite groups. So I would definitely be like a preschool teacher, I would say. Yeah. What about that group that really pulls you? The little ones and the adolescents? Yes. Oh, boy. They, they're just so new, you know? The little mm-hmm. ones, they're so new. They're so excited about everything. Yes. And I love that. Like, if you can just imagine, like, a blank slate, and they're just constantly, you know, taking little pieces of everything and really formulating an identity. Mm-hmm. And then um, the adolescents, you know, they think they have their own identity, right? They think they formulated their own identity. Right. They also are at a pivotal time in their lives where they're learning and trying mm-hmm. to explore and navigate life. And... I love mentoring them and, you know, being a part of that experience. I love it. And you're right. You know, I have a, a four-year-old and you're right. Everything's exciting. Yeah. Even <laughs> like, you know, mama, you know, and that's what I hear all the time. Mama. And, yes, mama. Hey, mama. And, and, and you're right. Even as I'm thinking this morning, getting them ready, uh-huh. it's just like, there's no straight line because it's yeah. like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. I mean, as a mother, you know, the mother side of me with the three-year-old toddler and uh, one, you know, in the belly on the way, it's exhausting. <laughs> but as the pediatric uh, physician, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're just great. They're exciting. <laughs> I love it. In the preschool, and you're right. They're they're exploring. They're learning so many things, and and it is fascinating. Yeah, watching from the standpoint of being an observer and seeing how they're formulating, like you said, ideas, their sentences, and, you know, expressing themselves. Yeah, um, like my, like you said, you know, the, the son, my son says, you know, and Miss Maria, she went away, but then she came back because she went to school and she granulated and then she came back. And then I'm like, <laughs> Well, okay, she granulated, but even the fact that you're trying to tell me she graduated, four. Yeah. What do you know about her going to college and graduating and coming back? So it's it was just, uh, it's amazing being able to have these conversations yes. with young ones. 
So talking about granulating, so those who are granulating from <laughs> residency and, you know, they're transitioning their careers yeah. and they need to get in contact with you. So yeah. tell us, where can they find you? Absolutely. So um, we're on Instagram, NXT mm -hmm. Level uh, career consulting. They can mm -hmm. find us there. We're also on Facebook with the same name. Mm -hmm. um, we have a website info at nxtlevelcc.com. Okay. Um, what else? I think that and Twitter as well. But we are we're we're out there. So yeah, email us. You know, go to our socials. Get in touch with us if you need to. Love it, love it, love it. So I know that NXT Next Level Career mm -hmm. Consultant they. You're not just staying like at home. <laughs> yeah. You are. You guys are out and about, and yeah. you guys have events that um, you participate in to really help and to highlight, you know, what it is that you do. Do you have any that's upcoming? Um, yes, actually, we're trying to get something. I don't know the exact date, but some, there mm -hmm. will be something uh, in Florida, mm -hmm. uh, in the Miami area later this uh, summer. Okay. where we'll be talking to some residents and um mm -hmm. i like to of course you know get into the residency programs because again they have no clue of their options mm -hmm. and, um so yes yeah, so we'll be in that area at the end of the summer so that's exciting love it love it so those who are in miami area you know yeah. keep that in mind that you'll be seeing next level career consulting coming down to your area talking to the residency programs to help them to navigate and if you talk about it the end of the summer is a good time because You've entered your last year, and yeah. depending on where you want to go, that's when you have to start <laughs> making decisions that seem like yeah. life-altering decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So for the residents, those who have just started your fourth year, or, or last year, I should say, because it depends on which residency program you're that's in. True. <laughs> yeah, it depends on which one. So you're either transitioning to your last year mm -hmm. um the infamous july 1st is coming Ooh, upon us right around the corner absolutely yeah. so you know for those of you guys who are having that you have the next level career consultant you know do keep them in mind if you really need some help you know transitioning and to get some advice on how to make that transition from residency to full-time attending as seamless as possible yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Alrighty. So, you know, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so Thank much, Dr. You. Kimberly Matthews, for coming on. But before I let you go, I need to know, do you have any words of advice? Any last words that you well, want to just leave with us? Yes. Um, life is short. So mm -hmm. please do not stay someplace where you're miserable, where you feel unwanted. Mm -hmm where you feel unappreciated mm -hmm. um you know live 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 life right mm -hmm. um whether that's through career travel whatever your passion is find it find it before you know you become burnt out or it's too late mm -hmm. um and just you know keep a circle around you of supporters that are rallying for you thank god mm -hmm. for my father my sister who's still alive my husband you know that are just there to really uplift you when you're down um mm -hmm to get through these difficult times, so yeah. Love it, love it, love it. So live your life. Don't stay in a place where you are unhappy because you feel as if you have no choice. Yeah. Start to find ways in order to 
live life and keep those supportive people around you yes. that you need during those times of need. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Kimberly Matthews. Now, I know you're probably looking and you're like, wait a minute, it says Dr. Kimberly Matthews, Mackenzie on there. And you're only saying, for those of you on LinkedIn, that's how you'd be able to find Dr. Kimberly Matthews. <laughs> but if you are looking for her on the other medium, or if you're asking any about them, they know her as Dr. Matthews. <laughs> that's her everyone. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you, LinkedIn users, saying a great interview. Thank you so much. Um, so I know some of you guys are like, okay, you know, that was great, but I didn't get all of it. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, because we have this wonderful interview available on our yourcaringdocs.com website. So just collect, select the podcast link and you'll see Dr. Matthews' beautiful face. Click mm -hmm. listen here and you'll be able to see Dr. Kimberly Matthews' interview, right? If you are a doctor and you're like, I want to go on the show. Okay, I'd love to have you. So just send me an email at drbeckford at yourcaringdocs.com to book and to be on the show. Now, as I mentioned, for those of you physician entrepreneurs, we are having a seminar tonight. Yes, we are. And we would love, love, love to have you there on it, right? So I would just gonna go and just put that link in the comment. Oh, family is watching. They said <laughs> Oh, okay. Hello, family. <laughs> okay, why not? <laughs> I love it. See, we talked about the support. You see where yeah. it is? We talked about keep those around you who are supportive. Now you're going on the show, and who's showing up? <laughs> family. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. So do not hesitate, like we said, to connect with us to this wonderful um, event that we're having tonight for our physician entrepreneurs. I am going to put the link in the comments. I would love to have you there so that we are going to talk about how to increase your revenue during the next six months of the year. We're heading down to the halfway mark. If you hit your goals, great. If you want to surpass your goals, even better. All righty. So we'd love to have you. All righty, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford, the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>